Welcome to Weekly Homilies. Each week we present a homily by Father Mark Suslenko, pastor of the community of Saints Isidore and Maria in beautiful Glastonbury, Connecticut. These are introduced by myself, Jonathan Sozek, director of our community's Faith Formation Office. For more about Father Mark and the life of our community, please head over to isadoreandmaria.org. Today, we present Season 1, Episode 7 of this podcast. We will hear Father Mark's homily from February 11, 2018, the sixth Sunday of Ordinary Time in Year B. The Gospel reading for today is Mark, Chapter 1, verses 40 to 45. Let us listen now to that reading, then hear Father Mark's response. A reading from the Gospel, according to St. Mark. A leopard came to Jesus and, kneeling down, begged him, and said, If you wish, you can make me clean. Moved with pity, he stretched out his hand, touched him, and said to him, I do will it, be made clean. The leprosy left him immediately, and he was made clean. Then, warning him sternly, he dismissed him at once. Jesus said to him, See that you tell no one anything, but go, show yourself to the priest, and offer for your cleansing what Moses prescribed. That will be proof for them. The man went away and began to publicize the whole matter. He spread the report abroad, so that it was impossible for Jesus to enter a town openly. He remained outside in deserted places, and people kept coming to him from everywhere. The Gospel of the Lord I have a unique ability because of who I am and what I do to have some really interesting conversations with folks, especially about how they feel about their lives and where life is bringing them at a particular point in time. And as I listen to people talk about their stories, there are some commonalities that begin to surface commonalities that speak of folks who are often very stressed, very torn, trying to deal with different obligations at different times and never really quite getting to the point where they feel satisfied with what they were able to do or accomplish. A lot of folks admit that They have a laundry list of things to do in a particular day, and when they sit on the edge of their bed at night and begin to go to sleep, they realize that they've only accomplished one small fragment of a much longer list. And often these responsibilities and these obligations are worthwhile endeavors. They have to do with our kids, and what we want them to be able to embrace and do. They have to do with our parents who may be getting older and require us to be there more for them. They may have to do with our work, which is necessary enough for us to sustain a decent lifestyle. It may have to do with our spouse, and on and on and on. You know, it's even interesting that when you suggest to folks of maybe doing something else, of getting involved in something, even with church. 
you see this anxiety come over them because it's another thing to add to that already complicated list of things I should and need to be doing. And what this leads to, unfortunately, is a profound sense of unsettledness, of disconnectedness, of anxiety, and even unhappiness. It's a sense that I'm responding more to life rather than participating in it. That somehow I'm just this pawn that gets moved amongst the various obligations that are a part of my life. And I'm not really immersed in the what do I really want question regarding myself. And so if we're in a position where life is kind of pulling us along, well, eventually we're going to get very tired. And that's what happens. We not only get physically tired, we get emotionally tired. And when we get emotionally tired, we get spiritually tired. And one thing leads to the other, and we then find ourselves in a place where I'm really not sure what is wrong, but I really don't know how to fix it either. And so what do we do about this complex reality that we call contemporary living? Well, St. Teresa of Calcutta hit the nail on the head several times, but one of her quotes actually said that our world today, we're too busy. We're too busy. Everything is pulling away from the primary relationships in my life, my relationships with my spouse, my relationship with my kids, my relationships in family, with church, with God. Everything is torn because we're just too busy. Too busy. So how do we create a space in our lives where we can actually begin to tap into and pursue what we normally would call happiness or peacefulness? How do we do that? Well, it's an interesting question to ask. How do we create happiness in our lives? Well, the interesting part of the answer to that question is that we don't. We don't. We do not create happiness in our lives. Now, you might be sitting here and saying, well, what do you mean by that? How can we even go there? Because, of course, I'm responsible for my happiness. Well, no, you're not. Because if we truly believe in faith that God created all things, that he created the heavens and the earth and all that is in them, the flowers and the trees and even our very selves, the children that we love so dearly, if you really believe that God is the creator of all things, then we're not the creator of our happiness. He is. God is the creator of our happiness. We are cooperators, cultivators, stewards. We're the ones that have to figure out how to let God in so that we can embrace his presence and find that peace, which is at the core of that relationship with him. It's the only way. We can't do it ourselves. We want to think we can, but if we keep pursuing that, we're going to find out very soon that we're at a dead end. And so Lent is a perfect opportunity for us to focus on how we can cultivate this soil of our lives so that we can unbusy ourselves a bit, change things up for 40 days, 
and discover something that we often don't have time to discover in the complexity of our normal everyday routines. And oh yes, I suppose with Lent starting next week, we can look at this with another lens. We can just simply say, oh, I'll give up chocolate, or I'll give up that extra piece of cake, or I'll give up Brussels sprouts. But if we really want to embrace Lent, we're going to take it to a different level. You see, if we're sitting here today and saying, you know, I'm really not all that happy with the way my life is going. I I can be more content, and I want to find that peace. But we have an opportunity. But it requires a few things. First of all, it requires that we choose to become vulnerable. Vulnerable. That we allow ourselves to change things up. To realize that it's okay to break old routines that it's okay to pursue a different path, to conduct our business of our lives a little bit differently, however that looks for us, however that looks for us. But to be vulnerable enough to realize that I can do things in a different way. Vulnerability. Second one, humility. Humility. We're so used to, in our society, of being lone rangers. I have to succeed. I have to produce, and I'm being judged by how well I produce and how well I succeed. Humility is that wonderful charism that allows me to realize that, you know, at the end of the day, this thing I call my life is not mine to manage without God. That, in other words, in order to put all these pieces together, I need my creator. So I need to allow God to come in to heal this. Just like the leper in today's gospel, Jesus, make me clean. Lord, make me interiorly clean. Help me put my priorities straight. Help me to decide how it is that I can be your servant rather than the servant of some other Lord that is secular. And then lastly is honesty. And this is the one we have the hardest time with, honesty. Because we can so easily live in the illusion, the illusion that we want to create. And when we look in that mirror in the morning, who's looking back at us? Who do we really see? What are our false securities upon which we lie that keep us from really embracing the fullness of life? What are those things I cling to that often become substitutes for God? False securities. What are the sins that I commit? Those willful actions where I deliberately choose something other than what I know to be true. Those times when I opt out of my relationship with God, or I put it on the side because I prefer something else, or I believe that something else is more important, or I choose something morally because it's going to fulfill myself and not really what God desires of me. False securities, sinfulness, and how about addictions? Those things that we cling to to prevent us from really encountering our loneliness and our fears, and even things that can appear legitimate can be addictive. Technology can be addictive. How difficult it is for us sometimes to even put down our phones. They become our lifeline. 
and I was going out the other day, and all of a sudden I didn't have my phone. It's almost like life is going to stop because I don't have that piece of equipment. And it was really an interesting reaction inside. I'm so used to having that with me. And so 40 days of a time to allow God to heal that which is broken, we know we are, to embrace our vulnerability, our humility, and to be honest, to do some real soul-searching and some soul-work so that we're not running in this race and being pulled and led in places and ways that often make us unsettled, anxious, and unhappy, stepping out of the way and realizing it's not me at the center, but it's God. And once we do that, I promise you, peace and real happiness will be ours to have. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.